This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome, everyone. So, um, um, so we're getting ready. Uh, first off, we'd like to say something about Parashat Shavua. That's uh, very, very important and a vital lesson. Now, this time when we speak about the Parashat Shavua, is speaking about, of course, we know. Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to the people. Everything. This is like the day he's passing away. And what's his like, what does he speak about? He tells them, and I'm going to read it to you. He tells them, swear to me, promise, make sure you don't do Avodah Zarah. Now one second. Let's just reverse for a second. Let's contemplate and let's see who is Moshe Rabbeinu talking to. He's talking to the door de'ah. You know what the door de'ah is? The door de'ah was the door of the Midbar, where they saw things with Ramban himself. Ramban says, this generation that was in the Midbar, they were so holy, even the ladies, they could have had nevu'ah like Yehazkel. You understand what's going on? That means that they were such on a high level. And, and you say to yourself, for sure, think about it. What did they eat for 40 years? Man. They man. They're not eating what we're eating. They're eating man. Hamotzi lechem min ha-shamayim. Hamotzi man min ha-shamayim. You know? It's, 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 it's something that, that it's, 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 it's food that is godly. That, 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 that you didn't have to go to the bathroom after. Why? Because anything that you needed was all nutrients that was automatically, it, it, it went to all the places where you needed it right away. There was no waste. That's how holy they were. You hear what's going on over here? This is the door the door of Midban, the holiest door, generation that we've ever had, if you think about it. And a wild thing. They, they, you have to understand something. When they were in the Midban, they didn't have to change clothing. That means it grew on them. That every year, you know, you go, you go change a suit. Remember you were younger, you know, you hit 10, you hit 12, you hit 15, you hit 18, and you always change your suits. Yeah? Imagine the same suit grew on you. And it was like a dry clean. Hashem had the, the, the clouds of glory, and it dry cleaned your suit. You didn't have to play for, for dry clean. What happened? Automatically, you're wearing a suit, you're wearing a tie, boom, boom, boom. It would be clean for you automatically. We're talking about this type of a generation. We're talking about a generation where where Hakadosh Baruch Hu had the Hakavod, the clouds of glory protecting them wherever they went. That means if there was a bow and arrow just shot at them, it would be evaporated in in, in one of the clouds of the glory. Just go. Shh. Nobody could nobody could beat them when they were walking. They were walking in the in the, in the midbar. Uh, you're walking on who knows what snakes, scorpions. Who knows? And yet, guess what? They got they got they got a clean pathway because like those who also sent the cloud to make sure that the whole dirt was clean. So you're seeing all that. The question is asked: This is the generation that you're telling them don't do avodah zara. I think it's. I think they will never come to do such a thing. Now, to this, I'm going to give you the answer. Why is Hash, why is Moshe Rabbeinu warning them for this specific sin? Out of all the sins, why this specific avodah zarah? You listen to me now. Now, listen to me carefully. To answer this, I'm going to quote you a pasuk in Mishlei. 
You ready? What would you say is a very scary animal? So it says, Pagosh dov shakul beish ve'al kesil be'ivalto. Meaning, what's worse? What's the fearest? Imagine right now, there's a big bear, and 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 there's there's cubs. You know, the the, the baby she gives birth, and now there's baby bears. This baby little Abu's little bear, and he said to himself, "Oh wow, I love him as a pet." You know, <laughs> and you grab one of them. What do you think the mother's going to do to you? Attack, right? Attack, but 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 fiercely, crazy. So Shlomo Melech is saying, "What's worse, being in the company of a bear?" Or being in the company of a fool, be valto. He says, worse is that, is worse by being a fool, and he explains why. I'll explain why. And the Mephashim explained, influence is very easy. The way you get influenced is very easy. And I always say to teenagers, I always say to teenagers, because I know it clear, it's always the age of like 14, 15, 16, 17, that age, or like 15 to 17, where the first person comes over to you and says, you want to have a smoke? You want to have a smoke? I remember the first time somebody came over to, to my friends. They're like, oh, come, guy, come. You offered the, oh, oh. It's, it, it's the peer pressure and the influence. Where, where, where a person gets influenced so easily and the person says, oh, let's just uh, chill, let's do this, let's do that. And you don't even realize how influenced you become so fast. And before you know it, you're smoking like you're a chain smoker and you can't stop. And you're, like, you're smoking, and now you're smoking a pack a day. And you're, hey, what's going on? And and, or oh, whatever it is, now they have the new item. What's those things called? What is it called? The vape? They call the vape? Miley, Vape, E-Lig, I don't know, there's so many names, I don't know, I'm so confused myself, I'm serious. Every, every time, there's an, every, 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 every few months, there's another item, this, that, that, uh, you know? And, but, but at the end of the day, how does it work? What's the influence? You're with people, and everybody's holding that thing, and... So you say, okay, let me try. And then before you know it, you get addicted, and you don't realize, but the whole day, you think that the whole day go. The whole day, or like this, whatever it is. It used to be like this, I used to be like this. I don't know, I don't, I don't even know the motions anymore. Like this, this, this. The hands don't know, you know. It's like a whole different situation. That's what it became, but that's what it became. But that's what it became. Because a person gets influenced by his surroundings very easily. It's, it's not a joke, by the way. Very easily. I had friends myself. I remember friends growing up myself. and I, Such good kids. Such good kids. You know, I said to myself, such good kids. And unfortunately, where are they today? God. How? Influence. They see a person, they start with this, and they start with that, and before you know it, it leads to so much more than what it really is. You hear what's going on over here? And how? Like Shalom Melech is telling you, it's influence. If you hang out with foolish people, it's worse than hanging out by a bear and grabbing 
it's cubs. So that's what it says. Hey, read it. Are you want to read it again? It's not a jar. Read it again. You want me to read it again for you? Hey, he wants you to read it again. You can look it up yourself, Mishleh. Right? Perek Yudzayin. Look it up yourself. Perek Yudzayin. Pasuk Yudbet. Pagosh Dov. You know what a Dov is, right? Like a dip. You know, like a Dov. Like a dip. Pagosh Dov. Shakub Be'ish, right? Ve'al Kesil Be'vato. And don't hang out. Better to go and, 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 and meet the bear. And, and, and you'll see Perusha Gra says, grab the kids. Then to meet a, a fool. An idiot. Because guess what? The influence is great. The influence is great. How do you think, you know, um, uh, somebody, I, I went to the store once a while back, and he says, my son is, is an alcoholic. I said, how did it start? He said, very simple. I said, he, he came one time, he had a he had a little shot of something, he, he, he coughed it all up, and then he had a little bit more, he threw up, and he had a little bit more. Before you know it, he developed it, and before you know it, now he can't do without it. But how did it start? With a few friends, they thought they were cool, they thought this, they thought that, they thought this, let's have a shot, let's have a this, let's have a that, let's have a that. That's what I'm saying. Influence, influence, good and bad. Usually the influence for the bad is easier than the good. It's not so easy to be good, right? I'll give you an example. There was once a, a person on the bus. Listen to the story. I, I heard this many years ago. There was a person on a bus and... Uh, he was opening up the Gemara. He was opening up the Gemara. And the other guy was opening up like a magazine, right? And you see the person with the Gemara, like he's he's going like this, not to see, not to see the magazine. But but the guy that's opening up the magazine, he's not looking at the Gemara. He's not going like this not to look at the Gemara, but he's not looking at the Gemara. So he went, he asked his rabbi, Rabbi, I don't understand. I'm on the bus, I'm loading my Gemara, and I'm always covering myself not to look at the Shtuyot. But I don't see him covering himself like the Gemara. He says, the, you have to understand, to fall into wickedness, there's a special, like, a sprinkle, a sparkle. You know? And when you get there, it's all demyon. It's all imagination. It's nothing. You understand? In the beginning, the Yetzirah paints something so, wow, if I get this, oh, if I get this, I'm going to be so happy. Finally, you get the item. Ah, come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Huh? It happened to you? Oh, every day. Every day, right? <laughs> you heard that? Oh, he's an eyewitness right there. Everybody's an eyewitness right there. What do you mean? Can you give an example? Say real quick. I don't know. I, I'd say with... Uh, Shlomi, Shlomi. Huh? <laughs> oh, oh, technology, yeah. No, so I'll tell you, it, it, it's very simple. It's very, it's very simple, by the way. I'll tell you the way it works. It's, I'm telling you the way it works. You, you, you always think, you know, oh, if I do this, I'll be so happy. Yeah, and, 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 and you paint an image. Oh, I'll go on the best vacation. And you come back for the vacation, like, I need a vacation from the vacation. It wasn't a vacation. Yeah, yeah. Event or not event? You know, the guy, you see the guy, I, I, I tell the guy, where, where are you coming from? He said, I just had a, I just had a, a, like a few day vacation. I said, so what are you doing with your phone? He said, I'm booking my next one. I said, why? Because I need a vacation from this vacation. I was like, what are you playing? Three months from now, I can't. I didn't really enjoy myself, this, that, that. They said, this hotel. I go in. They have stains on the floor. I thought they were crazy. And you're so excited going to this hotel and this. 
And then you go in, they gave you the bad room, bad view, bad this, bad that. You can't, the half the day is gone, you, you call in the front desk, I can't get in touch. You hold up, I'll call you back, you never call me back. You go to the front desk, you have to wait, sir, the manager will come. By the time you, oh! Understand what I'm saying? You hear what's going on over here? Because the Yetzirah always plants an image that you think you'll always be happy if you get there, that, this. But you're happy, be content with what you have at that moment where you are now. Be content and happy with what you have now. I know a person, it happened yesterday. Yesterday this happened. I go, I go to him and I say, I'm speaking to him. I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I know him very well. And he's up there. He's up there in years. Maybe 40s, up there, so not, not married. Not married mean to say, what happened? He got David, he had all the. He tells me what he what he's going through. I, I I know he told me, and he has he has wealth. He has a nice house. He has a nice everything. So I asked him last night. I said, "What would you do, A or B?" This is what I asked him. And by the way, uh, uh, this is what I this is what I asked him. I said, "A or B?" I said, "What's the choice?" He says, "Right now, I see. I was visiting his house. I said, I see. I've." Bijanin house and, and, and always a nice car and this, that. I said, let's say if I tell you, I'll get you married. I'm just giving you a scenario. Just I want to hear what he had to say. I'll get you married. Yeah, I have a great family. But let's say, let's say this person, because I know of a fellow that, that's going through. He t- I know this person. He's telling me that that there's a leak in his house, he can't afford to, to change the roof, which is 10 grand, he can't afford it, and it's leaking, and his whole house is dilapidated, and there's that. I said, what would you choose? This person's uh, baya of, of a whole dilapidated house, and even it leaks on his wife, it leaks on his wife, it's like the craziest thing. The kids are running around, and leak and leak, you know, and he can't afford, he can't afford to, 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 to fix the roof, but he has a, a wife and a family, or your position, wealth, nice house, nice car. He said, he told me this. He said, he switch any day. People always think, I'll always be happy if I have this. and always be happy if I have that. Be happy where you are. Be happy where you are. Be happy where you are now. Whatever age you're in as well. Be happy your age that you're in. Be happy with it. Be happy. Wow, you know, one time I told you one time, I went to a barber and he's going like this when he was when he's taking the cut. You know, the guy, you know how he sweeps everything after, you know? So the guy's like, yo, you're getting old, he tells the guy. I'm like, I'm sitting down. He's like, oh, you're getting old. So what do you mean I'm getting old? I say, look at all this gray hair. Look at all this gray hair. You're getting old, man. You're getting old. All this gray hair. What are you, 65, 70? All this craziness. So he tells him, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about 70 years old. He says, but when I see this gray hair after I go to the barber, I'm very happy. So why are you getting old? He says, Baruch Hashem, that I reached this age of to be 70, to see my gray hair. You hear the outlook of it? You hear what's going on over here? Be happy where you're at. Be happy where you're at. You understand? It's very, there's so much good and blessing in your life, you just have to see it. The problem is, you always thought, let me, if I get this, and if I get that, and if I do this, and if I do that. Enough! Be happy with where you are right now. Yes, Bezat Hashem, you'll get whatever you want. But with the brachal that God gave you now, be happy. Be happy. Be happy. You know, Baruch Hashem, I have 
I have many. I have, I have a lot of girls, right? Hashem, I have a lot of girls, and uh, no boys yet. Bezad Hashem soon. Anyway, so 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 a rabbi came to my house, and he sees I have all the girls. He says, "I have said I'm happy." He says, "You should be very happy." I said, "Why?" He tells me his daughter, his daughter, older now, it's older, older, older girl, and he says that she wishes, even if she got 10 girls, she'll take all 15 girls. So what do you mean? What happened? She says she was only able to have two girls. But she'll have so many. So, so I said, like, Rabbi, why are you telling that? He says, because you might think, because you don't have a baby boy yet. Yeah, I'm not happy, because I don't have girls. I need the baby boy, you know. Carry the name, Palachi, there's that. No! Be happy that you have all girls. At least you have, a- look how many girls you have. Look how many girls you have. You hear what's going on? Look at look look at what you have, and follow it, and, and and be blessed with it. Really, be blessed with it because it's a beracha. It, whatever you have in your life is a beracha. You have to just stop looking. You get you get what we're saying here tonight. You get what we're saying tonight. So two things. I don't know how we got off to this topic, by the way. I don't. Where, where did we come? Where, where did we, how, how did we view up there? Influence. Oh yeah, influence. <laughs> yeah, man, huh? That's good. That sucks. Man. He's saying influence. How are you going to do it? Because influence, meaning to say, when it comes to influence in the bed, it's very easy. Because bed, when you're going bed, what are you doing? You're going down the slope. So it's very easy. Go down. What's harder? When you're doing good, you're going up. So it's always ah. It's always harder. You get that? So therefore, bed, you always. Be careful with that. And that's exactly why, if you look further on, there's a, uh, there's a reason why. Show me, if you don't mind, we'll do that at the end, please. I'm going to refocus everybody with, the, with this. Gaze. No, no, don't gaze around. Like this. If you look and you focus, right? We didn't say last night. Nobody knows except the boys over here. And I didn't I embarrass you, though. Yes? No, it's a dick. Should I give a shout, shout out? Shout out to Shlomi. He sets up everything over here. All right. Anyway, so let's go on a little bit more. Let's go on. So it says over here, the reason he spoke about, now back to the answer. But before this answer, it says, everybody knows what a sota is over here? You know what a sota is? Sota is a lady. Listen, Albert. Sota is a lady that what? The husband gave him a warning. Gave her a warning. I don't want you going alone with this uh, this man in a room with this man. All of a sudden, Allah says, if she did, she has to drink something called mesota water. She drinks these waters. And now, if she's guilty, she blows up. And you know what it says? It says that people could see her blowing up. Meaning to say, if you want to go to the Beit HaMikdash, and they have, let's say, oh, by the way, there's action going on, there's a sota going in, so not to blow up. <laughs> you know, I know you'd be like the first, hey, what's going on? Yeah, she might blow up, you know, crazy. And he's sitting there, and you're like, sitting there, I know, you're like, with your coke, and then I see this, that's the action. All of a sudden, right, it says, if you see a sota blown up, Nazir. Why, why make yourself Nazir? Anybody know? You see the sota, you got box seats, and then you got box seats, you see it, poof! Lady, blew up! What happens? Get by, get by, you, you make yourself a Nazir. Don't drink any wine, at least for the next 30 days. Why? Anybody can give me an answer, why? Why? You know what the answer is? 
influence. What's the influence? What's the influence? The influence is that that when what caused this lady to do what she did? If she's in her right mind, she's not going to do what she did. How does it cause it? She drinks a little bit too much. You drink too much alcohol, wine. Too much wine, too much wine, too much wine. And then, head spins. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. You understand? And therefore, this man saw that. You saw something that messed it up. It can affect you. Because what you see can affect you. Oh, she blew up because she drank too much wine. I don't even want to get close to wine. If that's being said, separate yourself for the next 30 days. So therefore, you don't get influenced by that. Because what you see can influence you very easily. And that's why, I'll never forget, I had a friend, and he was teaching his, his, teenage, his teenage son. He had a teenage, teenage son. He was about uh, 13, 14. And he was always against, this, my friend of mine was always, was always saying, smartphone, he doesn't want his son even coming close. He knows the danger if you don't have a filter on the, on the phone. You know? He, he knows the danger of it. So one time, um, somebody came to, his, uh, came to his house and he left his phone on the dining room table eating dinner. He left the dining room table. And he sees his son eyeing this, this iPhone. He sees it. The father gets up. Oh my goodness! Shema Yisrael! Oh my goodness! I can't believe it! What is this phone here? Oh, it's not filtered, right? It's not filtered. I has to leave. He takes it, he takes it, he takes this guy's phone. He goes outside and he puts it in the mailbox. He says, there's no way it's coming into my house. So after everything is done, the next day, his friend calls him up and says, I don't know what's that all about. Like, what was that? You went crazy. Were you, are you there? 90, 80, 100? What's the story with you? He says, 100. He says, so why were you bugging out like crazy? He said, because I want my son growing up and knowing that if there's no filter on that, he cannot even come close to it. So therefore, I had to bug out because if you would see that I'm very lenient with it, it'll influence him and just take it, take it no problem. Understand? I know a similar story that happened with me. I'll never forget. I was a teenager. Maybe 20, 19, 20. I'll never forget. I'm driving with, with a friend of mine, two, two of my friends. They go, they stop, and, um, and they, they, one of my friends pulled a, pulled a sketch. Like, hey, not really a friend, but he pulled a sketch. He went and he ordered, I didn't know this, and he ordered a non-kosher pizza, and he brought it into the car with all the religious friends. I stopped the car. And I have an eyewitness, by the way. I, I'll give you the person's number. It, it was the craziest thing. I stopped the car in the middle. I say, you, he, and the person knew. He, he pulled the sketcheroo, you know. He's like, oh, stop here. I have to pick up something very important. And he knows we're all, we, we're, we're all religious guys. And he, he's a wise guy. So I have to pick up something very important. What do you pick up so important? He brings out a pizza from the, from the non-kosher pizza store. I was like, this is so important. I pull up my guy. Get the, out of my... You're going to be in my car with non-kosher pizza? Throw that out right now. He ended up throwing it out. I made a whole hosting of it. I, he couldn't believe like what just went on. And my friends, after we dropped this kid off, my friends had to like, what were you bugging out about? What was the thing? He says, because 
I don't want to feel that I'll ever come close to non-kosher food. So if I don't make a stink about it, that means I saw it and I didn't do, I didn't go crazy about it, it could affect me. I could be influenced by it. There's no way I'm taking a chance with non-kosher food. Out! So I did. Out! The next day, if I would tell you what happened, my car was egged by this guy. I'm not joking. I was like, where is this guy? But I didn't care. But my point, I made my point strong with my friends. We're not hanging out with this guy ever again. He ate non-kosher. He brought non-kosher into the car. If I didn't make a stink of that right there, right there and then, you know what would happen? I wouldn't feel it's such a problem. You know where this applies? In our generation on Saturday on Shabbat. You know where on Shabbat it applies? I'll tell you. When you see people have been forbidden a billion years, and when you're walking around and you see one of, uh, one of, one of people that you know holding just a cell phone and just going like that, it automatically influences you all. Eventually you see it so many times, you say, oh, what's the big deal? He's having a cell phone, let me have a cell phone. But you don't understand, it's affecting you. Excuse me, no cell phones, you crazy, get out, no way. Understand, it has to irk you, it has to bother you, it has to, you have to go wild on it. When you do that, the influence will automatically stop. I'll never forget, there was a guy in our shul, and I can tell you the name after, he allows me, I don't know if I'll be on, on camera, but, but listen to what happened. He gets married, and after he gets married, he, um, um, he's going out, one, 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 one night he's going out with his, uh, you know, and all of a sudden he sees his wife wearing something that's not sneut. So he tells his wife, please change. It is not, this is not modest, it's immodest. He says, uh, I'm sorry, I just uh, bought this, this is brand new, I'm not... Uh, Oh, let me see it. It's brand new. Let me see it. He goes, he goes. He took a scissor. Okay? He cut the entire dress in half. There's not, you're not wearing this. And this lady, what? Till this day, she made, he made such a like, he, he, she knew that her husband, of course, she's a lady that respects her husband, because if a lady doesn't respect her husband, she's not going to listen anyway. But he knew he was with her. And I went to him, I said, where did you get this from? You know what he told me? He said, well, he told me when I was a teenager, my sister was going out on a Saturday night, dressed improper. My father saw that. My father stood at the door. The first time, you know, you know when you catch it when they're young, you know what I'm talking about? Like the first time, they don't just, you know, people, girls, people don't just rebel and do what they want, right? It's the beginning stage. If you catch it at that moment, you nailed it, right? You know what I'm talking about? You nailed it at that moment. Like a person smoking, you see, let's say a person sees his uh, a younger brother start smoking, you nail it that time. Give me that cigarette, you make a whole thing. Yeah, if I ever see you smoke again, I'll throw your head first out of the window. You know, I'm, I'm not saying to do that. But you know what I mean? You just go ballistic where he got so much fear where he's like, oh, I'm not doing that, no way. So what happened? This father was so smart, he sees the first time his young daughter that's 100% a Jewish modest girl comes out a Saturday night dressed improper. He stood by the door. That I gotta go. Where are you going? My friends are outside. I have to go. That. Where, where, where do you have to go? Oh, I'm going here. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, so so that I have to go. Please, uh, could you move? Can I go? 
No, 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 you can't go. So what do you mean that? Uh, I'm 16 years old. What do you mean I can't go? My, you know what I'm saying? Uh, next year I have my license, I can even drive. What does that mean? No. It says, you're not leaving this house until you change. It's no, that we're going to this. Dad, I can't look like a, I can't look, I can't da, 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 da. You will not leave the house. And he went, he did the same thing. He took a scissor, and guess what? This lady is now about 45, close to 50. From that point on, she's dressed, sni'ut, cover hair, everything. And he asked, he says, because my father didn't let me slip. When, when, when you see that first cigarette, or you see that first drug, or you see that first alcohol that's going to get you a little buzzed and gazed, and you make a stink out of it, so automatically, it doesn't give you that hashpa'a. It doesn't give you that pull. Oh my goodness, I saw that. That's why, you know, sometimes you ever see in Me'asha'arim, now I'm not going if it's right or wrong right now, but you ever see in like, in like the religious, religious sections of Israel, that if you see a person driving, you see these little kids, they take rocks and they start chucking at the thing. Shabbos! Boom! Shabbos! And the guy's there getting started. Ah! He runs out of there. Shabbos! So you say, first of all, rocks are muksay on Shabbat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's taking the muksay on Shabbat. So then, what's going on over here? You know what the answer is? The, the answer is, they don't want to ever get influenced by what they saw. So they make this whole ruckus. No way! And when they make this whole ruckus, guess what? Nobody's going to drive a car on Shabbat anymore. The fact that you saw that, but you also saw something going crazy at that at the point. You get it? You get, you get what I'm saying? I'm, again, right, wrong, that's not the point. The point is that they get, they, they're going to get influenced. When you see a person holding his phone on Shabbat every single week, eventually you might get influenced. When you see a person eating nine kosher, you say, okay, so what's the big deal? Eventually you might get influenced. Because you're seeing it day in, day out, day in, day out. But if you make a stink out of it, no! Wow. You, you put your guard on. And that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu was worried about. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I see what you saw. We went through different countries. We saw different nations. And they were all doing Avodah Zarah. And now even though 40 years later, we're finally out of the, out of the Midbar. But before the Midbar, we were influenced by all the Goyim, all the nations that were serving idols. And the fact that you saw that, so the day that he dies, he warns the people, don't do Avodah Zarah. Moshe, 40 years we're not doing no Avodah Zarah. 4-0, 40 years, no Avodah Zarah. What are you telling us? Of course we're not going to do it. No. Since you saw it, even though you saw it many years ago, you might be influenced. The fact that it's engraved in your brain that you saw it, that's why I'm saying he makes such a powerful derush that he waited until the day he died to tell them, don't do that for that Zarah. Why? Because you saw it, you might get influenced. No more. And that's why you have to eradicate it. That's why if you ever see or something that you might get influenced, no way! No way! I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I'm 19 years old. We took a bus. We took a bus with the boys. You know all the boys? We took a bus to... Uh, Forgot where it was. We went to like a whole a hiking area, and I, I remember I stayed behind and I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn. I was in the, I was in the, I was on the bus learning, and a few boys were sitting back with me. They, they were also learning, and a few boys were learning. 
and I saw there was a, 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 a few little girl, the, the girls that were they, they were not sleut. They were playing games. Hi guys, like that on the, by the bus. Hey guys, like that that. Then they're coming to, to, onto the bar, like, like sketch around, you know. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I said, I get out! I went so wild. And the boys on the bus like, chill, you know, you got chill. I said, I'm standing. I, I'm chilled. But if you don't go wild right now, so guess what? You get influenced. Okay, how you doing? Let me get your number before you know who knows what. It's serious. You stop it right there. Get out! Get out! And I'm, I'm really never... Uh, 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 you, you see me, I'm never like a, a tough person out. I'm very like soft and there's that, that. I don't go wild. But when it comes to sin, that you might get influenced, no, 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 it's not happening. Get out! Shabbat shalom. Have a great week. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.